and welcome again to Country Mouse City Mouse slash City Mouse Country Mouse, a weekly podcast wherein two old friends who used to live together tell each other stories of the time in between then and of other times in their life. I am Nick Brown, the City Mouse. And I'm Kate O'Hara, Country Mouse. And as per usual, I have mixed myself a martini. Uh, and I'm going to pour it into a glass, and then we're going to uh, start talking and telling some stories. And we, and we decided on a theme this week. Our first secret. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, our first secret is that we decided on a theme this week. <laughs> our second secret is that we revealed the first. <laughs> I, I thought it was the first secret that you and I had together. Our oh, that could work too. I, I, I just was looking for something free-flowing and open that might, you know, inspire someone to tell a story about something. So I, do, do you have a story, Country Mouse? Well, I was such a perfectionist in kindergarten that if I missed a question on one of my worksheets, I would take it home. I actually would take it to a friend's house. Okay. Melody's house. And I would crumple it up and hide it in the trash can. This was school worksheets. So you, how did you get them out of the school? Or is this homework? This is, well, this is, they hand your paper back to you. Oh, I see. So you were yeah. not re revealing the results to your parents. Correct, in kindergarten. So early on, just from the start, <laughs> you, you hid your grades. Yeah, kindergarten's early, I think, to start hiding your grades from your parents. Yeah, I knew. I knew what, <laughs> what they wanted from me. A plus. <laughs> Were you graded in kindergarten? Well, if you did perfectly, you got a dynamite and okay. a sticker. Oh, a so sticker-oriented grading yeah. system, I yeah. see. And, um, and if what was you, bad? Well, I only, if you missed one or two, you got a super. Oh, okay. And so I threw away the super papers and only kept the dynamite. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's, so, and you, you brought the, did you pronounce it just dynamite or was it? oriented around whatever that sitcom was. She would write it on the paper. Oh, I thought it was a sticker. Uh, in addition to the sticker, she wrote the word dynamite. And she didn't do dynamite. She didn't do like dynamite. Like she, she didn't put any uh, inflection in it, but she did spell it with a dash. Dyn-a-mite. Oh, dine a mite. I think okay. it was a, you know, this is a long time ago, but I still remember. And this is Kansas, just to orient listeners. <laughs> Where education was so competitive that in kindergarten, <laughs> we start lying about our grades. It's the hub of the intellectual community. Yeah. So was there a reason that you didn't 
want your parents to think, I mean, I guess we all want our parents to think of us as perfect, but was there but any particular reason? It was, it was just pretty much expected to, to do the right thing. And to, to, I just assumed that it was a really bad thing. To, to do, to a super was really bad. <laughs> you really. To get, to get, to get something wrong. What did I you think? A, what did you think of Superman? Were you like? He was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was no dynamite man, but. Wouldn't, wouldn't bring him home to mom and dad. No, that's, that has to be tough in Kansas. <laughs> that's where he's from. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you know, Superman's, yeah, he's very much from Kansas. I thought uh, he was from another planet. Oh, yes, he's from another planet, but he's, he's raised in Kansas. Really? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's where his ship lands. It lands oh. in Kansas, and then he goes, does he go to Gotham City? I think, isn't he and Batman, aren't they in the same city, or is it Metropolis? Well, they're both in New York. <laughs> Well, they, no, I, but I think in the Superman universe, they're in Kansas. Oh. I think that's right. I have I, no idea. Yeah. There's a lot to live up to. Yeah. I have some idea. Um, yeah. So you, okay. So your very first secret was just something very simple. You, yeah. you didn't want your parents to see your absence of perfection. But I want you to note the, uh, the age I was. I was five. You were and, five years old. So that's what I was going. I was going for like deep down in there. Yeah. Old secret. <laughs> that, no, no, no. I, I, I was thinking first secret too. I mean, it's a minor secret, you have to admit. Right? Like that one's in the... Oh, I'm not ashamed of it. We've got plenty more of those. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, minor secret. Sure. <laughs> have you ever read Moby Dick? I have. So I, well, I've never read Moby Dick, but somebody said, don't read it till you're 40, because then you'll understand. Well, everybody's been telling me so much about it. It's like, oh, like we're living that time. Like, you know, I'm Ish, we're Ishmael. Like we're some dude on this ship being, you know, this, and the captain is a crazy person going after this white whale. Were they uh, a seer of some form? Because the specific lesson you're taking from it that you have waited it's incredibly of the moment it's very timely um no it wasn't somebody who told me specifically it's you know somebody famous said that you know don't read it until you're 40 because Catherine O'Hara uh, don't read this until you're 40 <laughs> Catherine O'Hara he, he was addressing a big audience but definitely yeah. specifically to yeah me. it was in the mid-19th century <laughs> <laughs> I only unearthed this recently. He's stared into the void, as contemporary descriptions have it, and said, don't read this until you're 40, Catherine O'Hara. But, but we got, the, uh, we got the, the recording of it. And also, can I get your chiropractor update? Oh, he's now fighting with a local masseuse on Facebook about <laughs> masks. Um, Dino, his, the local masseuse is named Dino Winino. Great. Uh, and he, he pronounces it Wenino. But it's... But nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, and 
he and Dr. Pop are arguing. Dino believes in face masks and Dr. Pop does not. And Dr. Pop, though, to be clear, is not a doctor. <laughs> is a chiropractor. Uh, so there's, there's a fight going on there. And a lot of people are surprisingly defending the massage therapist, Dino, who thinks we need to keep socially distancing. Um, Dr. Dr. Pop thinks we need to get herd immunity. I think he thinks that. Oh, he hasn't made it clear. He talks so much about China in our appointments <laughs> that I kind of like lost track of his stance on that. So my, my first secret, my friend Alex Harvey was over. This is the first one I can remember. It's possible that I had earlier secrets, but this is the first one I can remember. This was in Denver. And one of the rules in our house in Denver when we lived there was that the medicine cabinet was off limits. That was really forbidden to you. I, I must have been, if Alex was Harvey was over, I, I moved from Denver in second grade, so I was probably six or seven years old at this point. And we had an afternoon of activities and we were trying to figure out something to do. And I don't recall who suggested it. There was, Alex and I shared a number of secrets, but the activity in question at some point proposed was that we needed to make a potion. And the only place that seemed reasonable to make a potion because potions necessarily require forbidden ingredients was the medicine cabinet. Now, Alex, I knew was trustworthy. He was not going to rat me out for going into the medicine cabinet, in part because we had been very cruel to a dog of ours together, uh, a dog of mine together. Um, yeah, it was awful. Uh, I, I, it's like one of those, do you have moments in your life that you think back on and you think, this is something that I will forever owe an apology for. And, and, and often I've found at least when you go back to the person to whom you desperately need to apologize, he or she has forgotten completely about the incident in question, but it's, it's just sort of haunts your brain. So did this dog forget? I mean, the dog. So we're going to go on a quick aside about this poor dog. Charlie was the dog's name. And Alex thought spank the pumpy puppy was a good game uh spank the puppy excuse me i said pumpy uh, <laughs> both are good games yeah uh spank the pumpy would be a much better game it seems safer and it doesn't involve a puppy <laughs> and the dog was terrified i can still i can hear the squeal oh. as it like ran away from us oh. and you know we were seven and eight years old and we were just cruel it was just, we were just mean. And that dog was not well for its life. It became a very neurotic dog. I don't know if that had to do with it. It eventually... How, how long did you play this game? Well, it was just one afternoon that I can remember. Okay, but it... But I it thought really... we were... Yeah, I, I think it may have traumatized it. You hear about infants being traumatized from a young age. And the dog later, it was scared of its food. You'd go and feed it and it would just be like very, very hesitant to go towards it. 
Oh. It was like, it was the most neurotic. It was a poodle, a standard poodle. And it was so neurotic. And years later, it died by drinking a can of paint thinner in the garage. No, it didn't. Yeah, it was suicidal as far as we can tell. <laughs> he had a dark life. <laughs> Oh, spank the puppy. Were, were these um, just little like birthday spanks? I think they were hard. It wasn't me. <laughs> In my mild defense here, and sorry, Alex, all these years later, it's definitely you who organized this game. <laughs> I, you're a brilliant man, and you were a great second grade and first grade friend but it was definitely you who was a little bit at fault here. And, and I was at fault too for participating, but I don't think it was my idea. Unless you have a different memory of it, in which case it might've been my idea. <laughs> in any case, Alex and I had done bad things before. So I guess this isn't my first memory. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> So the medicine cabinet. So we needed to make a potion. And we went into the medicine cabinet and I just know that we had found a bucket somewhere and it felt like <laughs> there was a sort of maximalist position on our end in terms of potions. <laughs> we- A bucket. Yeah, we felt like more ingredients was innately better. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, what you see as a kid, the cauldron and the... Yeah, the black cauldron or the, the mm -hmm. you know, because we were watching that, that Disney, that long forgotten Disney movie. And so we just started pouring stuff. I, there was no water. I remember we didn't even think to add water to it. Were these kitchen ingredients and no. medicine? All cabinet? medicine cabinet. All medicine cabinet. So it was all, <laughs> yeah. And the rule, and the rule in your house was don't go in the medicine cabinet. Yeah, uh -huh. kids, specifically us, were not allowed in the medicine cabinet. Did you put pills in there? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know and, what. And Listerine and. Listerine was for sure there. I I I vividly remember Pepto Bismol. Because we had a, it was a big, it was a, you know, it was, it was the biggest container of Pepto-Bismol you could fit in a medicine cabinet. And we emptied the whole thing. That was probably the most fun part of the potion. I think we threw an Alka-Seltzer into it. Oh. Because uh, I remember there was a lot of bubbling on top. Um, so there might've been, what's the stuff you use to clean wounds? Antiseptic. Um, yes, but. Uh, hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. I wanted to call it. <laughs> hydroxychloroquine <laughs> in honor of the new cycle. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so anti-malarial medication plus in disinfectants. <laughs> uh, to be fair, just to clarify, because I'm not an inveterate liar. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> He's looking at you. We did not actually have anti-malarial medication in there in all probability. What we did have no, was all of the medications that my parents might have had. And we put them into this bucket 
And that was uppers and downers. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows what was in that cabinets? I mean, they were real pill heads. <laughs> not true. Yeah, That's not true. It, <laughs> <laughs> but when you have a potion and you know you're not allowed to drink it, because I mean, obviously, even we were aware that we couldn't you have to find something to do with it. And I remember, I I don't know who the inspiration came from because I'm sure Alex and I have different versions of the Charlie Spanking incident. And we probably have different versions of this, but I believe it was my thought process. I like to think of myself as a budding brilliance. And I believe I was the one who suggested that there was a a rotating fan in my bedroom that if we poured the potion into it, that might be exciting. (laughs) And it was. (laughs) That is exciting. This is when it ceased to be a secret. (laughs) (laughs) If this were a crime, we might, as the perpetrators, go back to that moment before we dumped it into the rotating fan and think that's where we went wrong. <laughs> where we went wrong. But that's how the potion works. That's how the potion works. I mean, yeah. Did, did yeah, this, this was our. What was the effect of the potion? Well, uh, you are aware of Rothko. Oh, the artist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was akin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine him painting a small turning corner of your room. <laughs> this was in your room? Yes, it was in my bedroom. Okay. Okay. Uh, which I believe had wall-to-wall carpeting, <laughs> though I can't say that for sure. But how, how, I'm pretty confident. How was the potion discovered? Who discovered it first? Who discovered your secret? Well, other than us, my mom found it. And and Alex Harvey's dad, Ed Harvey, when he came to pick Alex up after the play day that afternoon, because we had been playing, Alex didn't like to play guys. That's what I called the He-Man figures. They were my guys. And he didn't like to play with guys as much. He liked to think of other games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I remember, or actually this is secondhand, but Ed arrived and my mom said, why, why don't you come upstairs and see what the boys have done? Yeah. And she ushered him into our room and in our, in my room, our, our room is, Alex wasn't living there, so. Ed, Alex was Ed's son. Why would he be living there? No reason. And Ed looked at my mom and he said, this is just awful. <laughs> I, I can't, I can think of only one sort of saving grace for the cleanup effort that is going to be required here. Only one thing that I can think of that redeems this instance, incident, and that is 
that it didn't happen at our house. <laughs> so true. Yeah, this this guy was cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I guess in this moment of like coronavirus, that's what the rest of the world is thinking about us. 